Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello again and welcome to More Than Just A Podcast podcast with me, George, and I'm with Reese Jones, the hey. Welsh Under-21 International F Wimbledon slash Hampton and Richmond midfielder. Hello. Thanks for coming, Reese. No worries, no worries. And I'm with John. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? Oh, smashing. How are you? Really good, thanks. Thank you. And Sean <laughs> is in Norfolk, so he's been in all these different places around the world, including Melbourne, Brisbane, uh, Korea. You said Melbourne like him. No, he says Brisbane. Oh, Brisbane, sorry. Melbourne. But he's in Norfolk, and he's not on the podcast. He's not contactable. No. So, Sean is going to get us started off with his thoughts on the Reading game. Um, He pre-recorded this, I believe, after straight after the game, and this is what he said. Uh, Welcome, Uh, this is Sean Uh, If you're hearing this recording It means that uh, my friend Wi-Fi or 3G has let me down in Norfolk And I've not been able to join The boys live for uh, More than just a podcast So I pre-recorded this on Sunday After a disappointing game with um, Reading Uh, I'm still depressed Just got over my jet lag From a wonderful tour Of uh, Asia So uh, hello to the Singapore Hammers To the uh, Melbourne Brisbane and Sydney Hammers and and to the Hong Kong Hammers as well and you'll be hearing my interviews with them over the next few weeks and and some you've heard already so the Reading game so much expectation and uh, normal West Ham you know good start I I didn't go uh, because I just arrived on an airplane and um, but I was lucky enough to see it on the stream Etty sat um, was showing it uh, sorry Al Jazeera uh, Sports was showing it on the stream I know George and uh, and John went along, probably regretting it now. So, yeah, Carlton Cole, hero of the hour, scores after eight minutes. It was a really long ball. Uh, Carlton Cole got on into it. We go 1-0 up. 30 seconds or, or 60 seconds approaching, 45 minutes for the first half to go 1-0 up. We would have been happy with that. And we just lost our concentration, didn't we? So we, we conceded two goals in two minutes. Atrocious, and we were 2 1 down um, entering the second half. He takes Mark Noble off, uh, 
uh, moves Tompkins up and brings Daly Collins on, and it just seems a negative move to me. You know, it looked he set up four five one, we didn't go four four two, and and we just lost our bottle. You know, and and after sixty five minutes, to be perfectly honest, I got fed up of the stream. I turned off and went to sleep because you know I had jet lag. I was very tired and I thought I can't put up with any more of this shit. Poor old John and uh, George had, had to go through it. So uh, I woke back up to find we lost 4-2 um, uh, and effectively that's our, our promotion chance is over really, I know uh, Southampton lost 3-0 to, to Blackpool but you know, fair play to sell, uh, to uh, Reading, they deserve to be in the automatic promotion places we don't, you know, a lot of people talking if we got promoted you know, what, how would we fare in, in the Premiership at the moment anyway so we've got to do it the hard way, Normal West Ham you know, a lot of talk about the West Ham way of you know, do it the hard way. So we're doing it the hard way, aren't we? So it looks playoffs for us. It doesn't really matter what the end results are, to be honest. What we've got to do, in my opinion, is build a team to win the playoffs. And that's what we've got to think about. But beating Birmingham and Blackpool and people like that in the playoffs. We've got a semi-final. We're, hopefully we'll have a day at Wembley now. Uh, and we'll win the Wembley game. But I'll tell you what, we've got to turn around this 4-5-1. We've got to turn around to more creative play. Because we can't just rely on a draw or, or penalties to get us through to the, champ- to the Premiership. Uh, yeah, still depressed. This is West Ham Football. Sean signing off. Back to the studio. There you go, Sean, as talkative as ever. I think you managed a three-minute review of that game. <laughs> um, well done, pronounced Sean. about 80 items incorrectly. But yes, I think his review of it was pretty accurate. Um, we started off really well and then just fell apart in the last few minutes of the second half, the first half, sorry, and then that was it. Game over. We didn't look like winning at all. And then a half-time sub... Very negative. Collins on, and Noble off. And even if Noble was injured, he should have brought Lansbury on. Is that been? Is that? Mm. Is that? I don't know. I haven't. The haven't truth seen it. is, I Noble was no Noble injured. Or do we know? I don't know. I haven't seen it, but that was a shocking substitution. Well, decision. I'm part of Big Fat Sam's deluded army. Yeah, that was a good song being sung on the day. You know, did mm. you see all that beforehand, Reese? Did you see all that in the press where he's saying that West Ham fans are deluded? No. What is the West Ham way and all this? Yeah, I've seen so. today that he's backed regardless of promotion or not. Yeah. Which according to Brady, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. As we, well. we, which I think is just um, a smokescreen, really, for for Big Sam. But I've I've seen the goals. It's just awful. It really did look like awful. It looked like there was no. There was no wow factor. There was no desire. It's it's as though it's just stale. That the club are just. I've I've accepted the fact that they're not going to get promoted. I think the players know that secretly. Mm. They'll say they don't. But to to be fair, I mean, we we started well. We were very good for forty minutes. Carl Cole was having one of his. Games where he was he was being unplayable. Well, his goal he? just shows what he is capable but of. He was controlling the ball. He was like, I mean, he, mm. he was having one of his like. You think he, he's a very good player? Game yeah. for about forty minutes, and then it all just like. I mean, they let in the, the goal from the. It, fe- it fell apart for the for the last few minutes of the first half, and it could have been changed 
could have been changed. In the start of the second half, we could have come Worst out and gone at them, but it was the substitution the that killed the game off. West Ham, mm. I would say. Well, it, it, kills, it kills the fans. Really? That's a strong statement, isn't it? Really? <laughs> didn't Marco Bugas come on once? <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Got turned off, off, virtually. But it, it was such a bad substitution. Mm. When you've got players like Lansbury on the bench, you know, you can change a game where we're looking for a positive reaction to something. And he puts... He puts probably one of our best defenders he looks so solid in defence and he puts him in midfield mm. and all he does in midfield is slow the game up Collins is a was he for aerial for like to defend with the, did, Sam's did Sam look vulnerable in the air or well, at the well, back well they scored they scored obviously their first goal yeah. was from a corner yeah but you know it was it wasn't even that we, we did we needed to have a positive reaction and we needed to attack yeah so you know you it wasn't until we went down, was it 3-1, that he then, he then put strikers on. Mm. And then, then he's playing them out of position. And it's all it's all just... Yeah, know, at the end of it all, we, we, he's, he, I, I respected him and I thought he was doing a good job. And he, Although he's saying we're deluded because we weren't winning anyway, well, we're happy to accept, or I think the majority of people are happy to accept the type of football he was playing because we were up there and we were challenging Yeah, but we haven't for the last seven or eight games and now he's starting to get a bit of stick for it and he doesn't like it and so he's come out and give us a little kick everyone was right behind him on Saturday the atmosphere was yeah, really it was good. good wasn't it yeah. Yeah, the atmosphere it was. was lively and they, they reacted they performed well but you know it all went tits up and it looks like playoffs and we've got no momentum Mm. You know the teams that are coming in there, Blackpool. You know teams like that. You know we don't. I don't see us doing very well in the playoffs. And if we've got another season of Sam in the championship, I think you'll see a different West Ham next year. Yeah. Personally. Maybe we need a new West Ham. Well, you know, I think the, if you think about it, we've we've been going for a long time now, and we've probably seen the most traumatic times as well yeah. since 2006. We've seen it all, haven't we? We've seen the Biscuit Baron. We've seen, you know, since Terry Brown gone. Yeah, we were there we've before the, as well. Yeah, I know. But we see... we with see the Pardew, the, we had all the ups with Yeah, Pardew. we saw the crap of Brown <laughs> selling all our best players. We've seen the Biscuit Baron nearly bankrupting us. Then we've had the joke of Zola and Grant. And then actually... Zola? So you could call I, I Zola thought, a no, joke, I thought, really? I thought it was a joke. Well, that he was appointed he manager. He was appointed yeah. as a, a Chelsea legend, appointed at West Ham. I thought that was a joke. And then, then we've had all that, and then we finally get what I would call a proper manager coming and sort it out. And now he, he's he, he looks like he he's out of his depth, mm. it, and it's like just typical West Ham. So, so sum up Saturday, very poor and playoffs. Disappointing and playoffs, yeah, disappointing and okay. playoffs. We have managed to get a few celebrity West Ham fans on the podcast recently um, and this is an actor a very good actor in very good films mm. it is do you, do you agree with that Reece? I do, do you like his he's, films? Uh, he's one half of the tag team of comedy one of the tag teams of comedy yeah, one of I, your I do like them I do like them it yeah, is like Nick them. Frost and this is what he said and we welcome to more than just a podcast it's Nick Frost uh, celebrity West Ham fan, comedian, and film star, to name just a few, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, and Paul. 
that right, Nick? Come on, you Irons! Yes, that's all correct. <laughs> so, um, I did a little bit of research on where you started in your TV career, and I'm yeah. sure it's claimed that your first TV appearance was on Match of the Day. Is that right? It was on Match of the Day. It was... Uh, West Ham Orient, I think it was a semi-final with a League Cup, maybe, in, I think, like, 82. It could have been the FA Cup at West Ham, and uh, I was there with Uncle Brian and my dad. And I think Paul Allen might have taken a corner or something, and I was there with my little duffel coat, giving my now trademark double thumbs up. <laughs> How old were you? I think I was. I think I was either eight or ten. You know what I mean? I was I was a kid. Obviously destined to be a star at that age. So yeah, uh, I think I felt I think I felt it then. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with your love affair with West Ham. I usually ask. I, I asked uh, Chris Casablanca, who was born in North London, and uh, Chesney Hawkes, born in Windsor. But you were a true Eastender. You were born in Dagenham. Um, uh, yeah, I was. A long tradition of supporting West Ham. Is there in your family? Uh, there is, yeah. My uncle Brian and my cousin Paul were season ticket holders for years and years and years. And, uh, you know, it's just always been part of my life, really. I don't go much, never though. I think to I... be a glory hunter? Never tempted to uh, support a, a successful team? No, not really. I mean, I have this conversation with my wife and mother-in-law. Probably, well, certainly last season when we were lost kind of every week. And I was, you know... I had the ump at least once a week with West Ham and then it kind of affects the family and they would say, why don't you support someone like Arsenal or Man United? And they kind of don't understand that it's, you, you can't really. It's, you know, it, it would be like, it'd be like giving a kid away. You know what I mean? Or, although there are, there were last year when I said to Chris, my, my wife, I'd say, oh, God, why, why couldn't I have been born in Barcelona? Well, that's his parents. You know? It would have been a lot. It, I don't think you'd enjoy it. I, I always say, you know, um, if you supported Man U or Chelsea, would you be happy? And I'm not sure the answer would be yes. No. Um, I think being in the wrong I think, I, I, I think sorry to interrupt, Sean, but I think being in England, you yeah. know, following England in the football and being a West Ham fan, I think you just you 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 learn to cope with loss quite uh, you know at quite a young age, and I think that. That probably does quite well growing up and going into adulthood, you know. Yeah, I, I should explain for the listeners. Uh, I'm uh, uh, I'm ten thousand miles away from Nick, so if there's a delay or, or my, my quality of speech is because I'm in in Melbourne and, and he's back in in London, but we're both probably mourning uh, the recent game of uh, playing another draw against Middlesbrough. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. So, another thing I read about, you used to be an egg chaser, and, and you played alongside Jason Leonard. Is that true or false? It is true. It is true. I, uh, well, because, I mean, I was from, uh, you know, Dagenham, and so the local kind of team I got into was Barking. So, I started playing rugby for Barking uh, when I was, like, eight or nine, I think. And so, you know, I was with that team as a kid, and then... I grew up to like a 16-year-old lump, as I was, and, uh, you know, I was pretty good. So I got put into the, the the first team squad to train and stuff, and that that meant at one point it was me and Jason landed in the front row, which was, uh, you know, I still think it's one of my sporting claims to fame that I uh, shared a field with, 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 with Big Truck himself. 
<laughs> and what, what happened? Why, why did you, did you end your rugby career? I just, uh, I got injured when I was like 17, 18, and injured, I really hurt my back. And, uh, I was kind of out for a year and a bit, and then when I came back, I didn't have the same kind of conviction in the sport, and, you know, it, I think once you hurt yourself, it's quite difficult to, to commit again. So, and I was also at an age where I started to find the pub and girls, and, you know, the thought of training three or four times a week started to kind of, <laughs> Drift off my radar a bit as, as girls and and going to the you know room at the top in Ilford uh, moved into my life. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure far easier to be a comedian, <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. I think it's less physically, it's less uh, pain, but men- yeah, mentally, I think it's uh, uh, worse. <laughs> so move, moving on to your career, in your um, hit film Hot Fuzz. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you knew I was going to ask this. You wore a Bristol Rovers football shirt. I did. Uh, moral dilemma question. Would you put yeah. on a Spurs shirt on camera if the script required you to do so? Oh, Christ. I, if 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 I couldn't get out of it, then, you know, I I am a jobbing actor, so it would be difficult for me to say no. But, you know, I, I think I... I'd go to the producers and I'd speak to the director to say, look, I mean, could we support an, another team instead? Or it, it would be it would be tricky for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I read recently, and again in the last week, that there's an eBay auction at the moment for one of your uh, assigned ear that you used in Snow White, and it's up to I think eight hundred and twelve pounds. And they 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 get you follow them on Twitter. Yeah, retweet them out, and they get a walk-on part of your next film. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's quite a good prize, I think. Yeah, it's not a bad prize, is it? So uh, yeah, the, the eBay. I think it's open for a few more days. Get on eBay. It's up to eight hundred and twelve pounds as we record yeah. this, and you can. It's all. It's all part of Twit Relief, which is this thing that yeah. started last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, it's not uh, your per- for your personal gain. <laughs> no, no, I'm just flogging stuff out because I'm. Uh, I need to dodge. Yeah. Anyway, I believe you had a son uh, under 12 months old, if, if my information is correct. Yeah, so, you are uh, correct. Does he, get, does he get a choice what team he supports? And have you already planned his first game? Has it been penciled in when he goes to the It hasn't been penciled in yet. And uh, I mean, I would like him to support West Ham, obviously, but I suppose it's up to him in a way, isn't it? As long as it... It's not like, as long as it isn't Spurs, I suppose. You know, my wife's uh, dad is a big Arsenal fan, and, uh, you know, maybe it's so that way. It's up to him, I think. I don't want to push him, basically. It, it, it pushes him away from West Ham, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they all say that, and one of our presenters on the podcast, um, who, when he was younger, um, he, he, uh, he, he said, oh, I'll let my son support whatever team he wants and one day he, he spoke to his uncle who's an Arsenal fan and said I want to support Arsenal that weekend he took his son now George 19 to West Ham but with all the West Ham stuff got to the game and he's been a West Ham fan and been miserable um, in his 19 years since <laughs> yeah I don't want him to be miserable I don't want him to feel that pain and that loss every week yeah it's a difficult one isn't it yeah 
Anyway, the West Ham way, obviously one of the reasons we, we support where we always make, you know, we talked about the boys of 66 and John Lyle and everything. Uh, where do you stand on, on playing the West Ham way? You know, we're, uh, you know, playing attractive football and losing or playing ugly uh, at all costs and getting promoted this year. Where, where do you stand on that argument? Um, well, I mean, I think at this point, Six one one draws in. Uh, I don't think we're playing either way at the moment. I and I, I you know, I, I I would rather I would rather take ugly and win every week than beautiful and lose ev- every day of the week. I mean, I just think I've you know, whinging to my wife last night. I just think we've got to that point now in the league in the season where I kind of the first. You know, 30-odd games, I was thinking, this is great. I love it. I love it down here. And now I think, you know, if we play like this, we are going to be in a lot of trouble next year. Straight away, you know, I think of these young... I don't know what it is. I just don't know why we can't score. You know, we've got so much potential talent, and it, it just it just doesn't fire. And I just don't know why. I, you know, for two, three years, I blame the players, and then it was about Zola, and I, I'm beginning to think, and I have thought this for quite a while, that there's some kind of voodoo curse on us. Yeah, well, we spoke to Chris Akabuti last week, and he says the players have got to visualise success, and they've got to visualise what it looks at, and it's, it's all a confidence thing. Uh, but yeah. there's something going wrong at home, uh, definitely. And uh, we saw, uh, I don't know if you watched last night, how many games do you get with you? I know you're back and forwards to LA and everything. Do you get to get to many games? I don't get to any games. I don't. Um, I live in uh, Twickenham, so it's a real, you know, it's a real slip over there. But I was, I think people say, oh, if you don't go west, you you can't say you're a West Ham supporter. But then my counter argument to that is, I don't think you have to go to church to believe in God. So I think that's <laughs> that's my argument. But I've been yeah, tempted. I, I mean, obviously, I did Snow White with Ray, Ray Winston, and he's, uh, you know, me and him just around talking about West Ham all all the time which was great and he was uh, yeah come down to the box come down to the box so uh, you know I might be tempted to go and hang out with, with lovely Ray Winston yeah we are we're going to try and get Ray on the podcast we were talking to Chesney Hawks last week and he said yeah. he's going to put a word into Ray on the podcast as well I, I read also that you watched the West Ham FA Cup final with Liverpool in a pub in Belgium uh, with Simon Pegg or not uh, he decided to go for a walk Instead, does, does Simon not get football then? He does not like football. No, he does not like football. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the West Ham Liverpool final. That was. Uh, we were shooting hot fuzz while that was on, and we watched that round at my house, which was, uh, you know, a terrible, terrible day. But uh, yeah, Simon had his uh, stag night down in. I think it was Bruges or Brussels or something. And, uh, I'd arranged the old thing, and I'd booked this bar that I found that we could have the whole bar. There was like twenty of us. And we could watch the the cup final, and uh, yeah, he drifted off. He went, he just went, took himself off for a couple of hours, and and wandered through the cobbled streets of, of Brussels, uh, looking for looking for a comic shop. I think. <laughs> I know. It's, it, yeah. It, I know. Let's not let's not talk about shocking, it. shocking. It's a, it is. Anyway, earlier this year, um, I tweeted you because you defended Alunga. Uh, Alunga left the club on loan. Many people on Twitter were giving him a really hard time saying good riddance and everything, and you're the one person who came out and actually defended him. Uh, and uh, 
Well, what, what was I? What was I defending? I, I was sticking up for him because I liked the fact that he had tweeted a thanks to all the fans, and you know, I think my point was that he didn't have to do that. I know he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't fulfilled his potential of a couple of seasons ago, and he's you know at, at times he's been shocking. But I just kind of liked the fact that he took the time and the effort just to send a quick tweet to say thanks to everyone. That's I just think it, it showed. Uh, I think it, you know, it showed a, a bit about him that I liked. Yeah. Well, wish him all all, all the best of luck wherever he, we, he may end up. We got Linda McCartney now, so we're all right. I don't have to yeah. worry about about. Moving <laughs> so, on to win. your personal choice, Hammer of the Year. Who who would you give it to this year? God, it's. I don't know. I mean, it's tricky. It's. Uh, I think I watched him a lot last night, and that was uh, Abdullah Fai. And uh, I think he's, I think he played great last night. And uh, the few times I've seen him this season, I've really, really liked what he's done. I think we we were missing a big, uh, a big bump like him the last couple of seasons. Um, so I mean, who else? I'm trying to think who else. I mean, who else is there? I mean, Cole hasn't. Lift up to that, you know, twenty or thirty goal in the in the championship uh, yeah. season the that everyone was talking about. The, um, Mark Noble and, and uh, James Tompkins seem to get quite a lot of votes, and, uh, and yeah, uh, Mark Noble may walk away with it. But Rob Green is another contender. He's he's done quite well. Uh, yeah, he has done well. I've, I, do you know what? I have enjoyed Noble this season. I think he's had because he had a couple of weird weird years where he didn't quite fulfil that potential and I think he's come back this year and I, I think you get a sense that he's enjoying himself a bit and I like the fact he's nice and brave and he picks he, you know he gets those penalties I think that says a lot about West Ham is that you know the third third person on our scoring chart is the penalty taker do you know what I mean it's I think it's pretty shocking yeah yeah so who, who's the player that's disappointed you this year all players um, I, t- I know he didn't. I mean, he probably played twice, but I really, uh, I really thought David Bentley could. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
had done a great job for us out on the right. And uh, you know, yeah. sadly we didn't get to see him. But you know, I thought he could have uh, he could have reignited his career slightly. Uh, him, I mean, I think Lansbury in goal was a highlight for me. Playing thirty on one minutes in goal, I thought that was a great performance. Um, I think you know it's getting to that point now, right? Because of those six draws, I can't remember the good bits <laughs> of the beginning yeah, of the season. No, now I'm just thinking, oh Christ, we got. You know, nine, ten games left, and we really, you know, we really have to. Uh, I'd hate to get into a, you know, um, a playoff, a playoff battle. I think that would be real, a real shame. So, what's your gut feeling? Automatic promotion, or you think we will have to fight it through the playoffs? I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to say Big Sam will you know, pull his finger out and we'll turn it round and uh, I think we'll go, we'll go automatically up. Uh, I've got, I, I've I got to be optimistic. I want to be optimistic too. My, my, my final question, Nick, uh, the big question, uh, in splitting all the fans, um, stay at the bowling and develop the East End or move to the Olympic Stadium. The, the club has to decide in the next two days whether they're going to bid the second bid. Where, where do you stand on on the big debate? Um, I I think we should go to the Olympic Stadium. Is my feeling. I think a, a beautiful new a beautiful new stadium would would be would be good for us. I mean, I don't. I think there's a problem with the with the development of the bowling. Right? There's only so much work they can do on it. Is that is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if they could fill in. Right. I mean, I think if they could fill in those corners and then, uh, is it the East Stand, which is like the old, uh, two tier? Yeah. Uh, you know, if they could fill the corners in and stick a lovely, lovely new stand down that end, then, you know, I'd, I'd be tempted to stay. But at this point, I think, I think the Olympic Stadium looks pretty, pretty special. And I think it would, uh, I think it would really, uh, you know, really push us forward in terms of, of, mo- of a morale boost and a new home and a, a new start potentially in the you know in the Premiership in uh, 2014 when I think we would have to move to the Olympic Stadium, right? So I am going to yeah, say yeah. Olympic Stadium because I think right. I think it would well, be good. We'll I think it would be a nice experience. Very soon, if we're bidding and we were, we'll find out before the mayor elections uh, whether we've got it if if they do bid. So just finally, uh, uh, this sorry, this feels a bit like deja vu though. Didn't didn't we get it? What happened? We had it, yeah, we did then we didn't it. have it. Uh, we we got it. Uh, Tottenham complained. Lake Orient complained, and then another oh, yeah. person is now turned out to be to the European Commission, and all the funding was pulled, and it was and we would have owned it then. This time we rent it, so right. it's a bit of sour grapes. And, and there, there's there's an argument that West Ham, some West Ham fans were only in favour of it because <laughs> Tottenham wanted it, and now Tottenham don't want it. But some West now Ham we don't want it. But it splits the fans fifty fifty. Maybe we should kind of what, um, maybe we should design a new stadium called the Pie and Mash, and it's like a beautiful, <laughs> the shape of a beautiful pie, but instead of grumpy and that, it's a So apart from selling your ear on eBay to raise money, um, what projects are you working on at the moment? Where can we expect to see you on the the, the small or, or big screen next? Um, I did some some great voice work on Ice Age Four, uh, which comes out I think in July, which will be great for great for the kids. And 
I also spent my uh, my summer and autumn with the lovely Ray Winston uh, in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, uh, which is called Snow White and the Huntsman. So that is out on June 1st. So, uh, yeah, they're those things that I'm doing that have been done. And then I'm off to Japan today to a film festival. And uh, I've kind of got three or four films that I'm developing, which hopefully I'll shoot a couple of this year. And, and then they'll be out this year. But, you know, this that. Uh, it's that thing that they're uh, top secret at the moment, so I can't say nothing. I, if I say it, I'll jinx it, and then it'll never happen. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, thanks, Nick, for being our guest on more than just the podcast. And uh, uh, no worries, come man. on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Thanks, Sean. So that was Mr. Nick Frost. What a coup that is for the podcast. Yeah. I think that's. A... I don't think at the start of the season we'd ever think we'd get this far. No, we like didn't. That. <laughs> when we were we sitting around <laughs> one microphone in our front room so yeah. we thought we could do better than that other one now we've all got our own microphones yeah, and we've flying. got Nick Frost yeah. on the podcast studios yeah we have yeah to <laughs> do another part another front of room the other room yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah that was Nick Frost and what a good interview and what a good interviewee mm. thank you Mr Frost thank you yeah on the Running order from Wonders Podcast, we have next. David Gold Question Time. 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 And this is the point of the podcast where we go through David Gold's tweets from the week and reenact the questions being asked, and John reenacts David Gold's answers. With so called uh, comedy voices. Sean can't be here, as you are aware, but. He has recorded his questions for us, so Sean, you go first. Hi, David Gold, uh, Gav C here. What do you make of the fans calling for Di Canio? They weren't calling for Di Canio at the end of the Peterborough game. DG. Reese, your turn now. At David Gold, woohoo, when will Papa Bubba Diop be back playing? He will be training with the first team this week, DG. Uh, I, I need to... Uh, would you ever consider putting in South Standing if it is passed either at Upton Park or the Olympic Stadium? Yes, I like the idea of limited safe standing, DG. And Sean's go again. Hello, David, old chap. Uh, Stuart Texler, 1985 here. Uh, why do you... Uh, well, just one question. Why do you only respond to fans when we win? Not true, Stuart. Please pay attention, DG. Do you think we will get promoted? Yes, Mark. I do believe we will get promoted, DG. So, expect BFS to put them out on the wing and read in midfield and then wonder why we don't score. Negative Nick, DG. Hello, Connor H.A. here, David. Would you be content with a playoff place? No, DG. That's <laughs> <laughs> Reese. It's Reese. Ah, uh, uh, Sean. A dead of gold. Out of dice. Out. Don't be silly, Sam. DG. 
Funny how most chairmen don't tweet fans even when they do win. DG. And this is Coxie25's tweets, who I did ask the other night to uh, did? do an interview or some sort of Skype appearance on our show. I who, think that would be very funny. Yeah. What, did he, what was his reply? I haven't heard back. <laughs> David Gold, on my way, DG, I am dressed as a giant lasagna, and please don't worry if I call you Susan. It's all part of our insanity plea. SC David Gold WHU can you give us fans some comforting words to ease our worried minds preferably using the words panic don't lasagna lamppost etc <laughs> David Gold haven't been disappointed hasn't been this disappointed since Alan Titchmarsh's thong only party ended with me getting the nickname of flaccid cox <laughs> <laughs> and that was David Gold Question Time. 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 Thank you, everybody, and Sean. And Sean taking part. And the table. Uh, Sean is has been on a world tour, and he visited many places, including Brisbane, Australia, and he caught up with the Hammers supporters group out there, and done a little interview with them, and got all their names wrong, <laughs> and called them the Melbourne Hammers. <laughs> Uh, this is what happened. Good day. We're at the Pig and Whistle in Brisbane, down under, 10,000 miles away from the East End, and I'm with Dave. Hello. And <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I can't believe it. I've said this already. Chris. Hey. <laughs> and Tony. <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> I know that's that's really bad to forget your name in the first. I, 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 I'm on my second pint though, you know. And uh, so you are the main people in the Brisbane Hammers, but uh, I understand there's quite a few of you for the playoff finals and the Millwall game. How many did you have? Start with you, Dave. Oh, uh, we had Millwall a few uh, weeks ago. We had uh, about 60 in here, and then uh, a couple of weeks later, we had about 30 for Palace. But um, yeah, our highlight is definitely um, the Crystal Palace playoff final in 2004. We had about 500 in the following year against Preston, about 250. So yeah, we've had some big crowds over the years. You don't sound very Australian, Dave. Funny that, isn't it? Now I'm from Blighty. I had a uh, season ticket from '96 to 2002, and then I came out here and uh, been here nearly uh, ten years. So yeah. But uh, maybe Chris, you're from Australia. I am. Yes. Uh, it's like I didn't really know anything about football until my dad uh, moved us over there for a couple of years in the late '90s or mid to late '90s. And he uh, took me to Upton Park, and as I recall, I actually started going for Middlesbrough in the first game. So uh, that's probably not the best of starts, but um, eventually I uh, found the light, I suppose, and still follow us over here. So you have to get up at like, 2 in the morning on a Sunday to watch it. I mean, that, that's dedication for you. Have you never been tempted to swap, swap your allegiance to AFL or, or some of this Aussie rule stuff? Oh, never AFL. <laughs> it's one of the worst sports in the world. I don't know any other sport where you uh, get a point for missing the goal. You can't see this, but I'm about to spit on the ground with the words you say there, mate. <laughs> so, move over to Chris, right? Another Aussie. Tony. Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> this will be all right in editing. Tony. <laughs> That's fine. Um, why are you a hammer? 
Uh, just played football all my life when I was a, a young fellow playing junior footy in 1975. We obviously won the cup final and it just sort of stuck. Everybody was support, you know, all the kids on the team were supporting the team and, you know, all the big the big teams and it just stuck. And I've... Uh, you aspire to be Alan Taylor, is that what you're saying? That's it, something <laughs> like that. But, uh, yeah, I go over every couple of years to uh, watch a few games. Lucky enough to go over for a couple of months in December and January. Watched uh, watched eight games while I was over there back in December again. So that's good. My missus is is mad West Ham as well. She doesn't miss a minute either. So it's all good. And and she's from uh, Blighty, is she? Yeah, she's from uh, uh, not from London. She's from from Cheshire. But her family are um, a Manx or whatever. But I cured her. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, took her to a took to an away game at Barnsley in the early nineties, and she's just been hooked ever since. And now she's just on football. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Right, so we we got um, there's a Facebook group, isn't there, on the Melbourne Hammers, and you've got you've got a new website as well, haven't you, Dave? Yep, there's um, there is a Facebook group for the Melbourne Hammers, but we're the Brisbane Hammers, so we've also got a Facebook group. I'm not I'm not doing very well, am I? No. <laughs> I, I have still got jet lag, I'd like to say, and I've only just moved time zones, but yeah, Brisbane Hammers. Yep, come on, Sean, wake up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, we've had a website for a number of years. We started off as a blog probably about five years ago and um, you know we were getting lots of comments and stuff from people so uh, we decided that you know, there was lots of people contributing so we turned it into a forum uh, just uh, do a bit of cross promotion here that's www.whu-au.com um, but yeah we've got a good forum going so um, if you're uh, in Australia and you're into West Ham pop down there sign up and uh, have a bit of banter with the lads and lasses or even if you're not in Australia Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, go to the Pig and Whistle in Brisbane. Don't go in Melbourne because it's just there's not a Pig and Whistle in Melbourne, is there? There might no. be, but there's no Brisbane Amers there, that's for sure. <laughs> Excellent. So let's move on to the playing because you've been watching. You get a lot of games over here, don't you? So, um, you know, what, what do you think of the season so far? Let, let's start with Dave. Um, yeah, I was a bit apprehensive at first, like uh, getting into bed with the devil with Sam Allardyce coming in with his long ball stuff. But, um, yeah, the results started flowing, so... So that was good news, beginning of the season, but um, right now we're not getting the results and uh, we're not playing very nice, so it's a little bit frustrating. Over to Chris. <laughs> I can't really say much more than agree with Dave. Um, the games we do seem to get, uh, we either don't play well and just win, or we just play crap. <laughs> Apart from Millwall. Apart from Millwall, that was a, a fucking fantastic game, but otherwise it's been pretty dire stuff, really. And finally, you've got the worst slot. <laughs> Tony. Yeah. I, I got your name right. <laughs> Good one there. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit more hard to please. I, I just, uh, I, know, I know a lot of people think that, you know, that you just got to get through this season, whatever the football's like, get out of this division, but it's just been diabolically bad to watch. It's, it had, like I said, I went to eight games in December and January. And, you know, even though we had good away form before I went, the away form was abysmal. I saw four home wins in a row and oh, the Millwall game was, was obviously a highlight, but the other three games, Barnsley, Coventry, Forest, but we're just negative and struggling to score against very shit teams and we've got the and we've probably got the best squad in the division and we're just we're, we're making hard jacker of it and just lately it's just the Strauss broke the camel's back and when he's playing Maynard isolated up front against Leeds, he's taken off our two strikers when we score after an hour against Borough and then we you know, whack, him up, whack him 
a striker back on after we've we've conceded. It's Don't forget John Carew. Yeah, Carew <laughs> yeah, and Collison it, to, to shore the game up. But we've, at that stage, we had you know we had three centre backs on the park. We had our you know, Tompkins was on there, just getting to play a bit more defensive, shore it up. You don't need to just go full on negative like he does. It's just, I don't know. He's just he's he's an evil <laughs> son of a bitch that I can't stand. Anyway, yeah. Um, uh, 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 is that the right owner? <laughs> I could go on and on and on. Don't, so, so, don't so, get me so, wrong. Give us a positive spin. Yeah. Oh, oh, are we, we going to get more promotion to, this to, year? In, in, full dis, in full disclosure, I've hated him since he used to bring Bolton teams to to East London and kick the living shit out of us. And just there was no football played. It was just kicking us up in the air. And he's, he he then starts turning us into, you know, Bolton, Bolton in disguise by by signing his type of player. And we we don't have any genuine. Width, so it's all just played up the centre spine of the park. It's just, it's just not good, good to watch. It's not entertaining, and it's, you know, it's I, not, I, I, not I, worth getting up at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> if, if, if if I was the one that made all the millions out of porn and I owned the team, I'd be, I'd be pissing him off to buddy Chernobyl or somewhere, and I'd be, and I'd be getting into Carnio and just getting on for the for the roller coaster ride. It'd, it'd be fun. <laughs> Makes you nostalgic for the days of Curvishly. Excellent. Right, final question. Automatic promotion, playoffs, what, what's going to happen at the end of the season, Dave? Uh, it's a hard question, Sean. I reckon um, the way we're going at the moment, we'll uh, probably slip down to the playoffs. So I'd like to say we get that second spot. It's, uh, it all comes down to if we can win that game in hand this week against Peterborough and then turn Reading over, that would be fab. But from what I've seen in the last five or six games, not going to happen. Chris? Uh, again, I have to echo echo Dave's comments. I don't think we're going to make uh, that automatic position at all. It's just disappointing having been top of the league um, for what five few, games ago. Yeah, a couple a couple of weeks at the top of the league, and now we've slipped back down a third because of just consistently drawing games, which we should either win or probably in a couple of cases have to lose. Um, yeah, it's playoffs for me. And, and finally, Tony, it was earlier we were chatting at the bar where you said you were optimistic. After hearing your earlier statement, I'm not sure, but... We're going to get relegated on, yeah. well, <laughs> Relegated. I'm going down. League one. Obvi- obviously, I don't think it's going to be pretty, but I don't think it's it's all over yet because Reading's got a very hard run in. If we can, if we can somehow start to turn around the, the bad results and get a few points... They've, you know, as in not points, as in draws, but but you know, get three points against Posh and then three points against um, Reading. Reading, perhaps Reading, and then got a an awfully hard run in, and it's a it's a whole different ball game. So you, it, I wouldn't give away the automatic promotion just yet, but I'm certainly not looking forward to to, to free flowing football. You know, I, it's been a long time since West Ham have had been successful playing free flowing football, but it's still, it's something we should aspire to. I think. Well, thank you to the Brisbane Hammers. And, uh, yeah, if you're in Brisbane, you can come along to the Pig and Whistle, which is in Queen Street. Is that right? No. It's no. Not, oh, it's in Eagle Street. <laughs> Eagle there Street. The Pig and Whistle in Queen Street. <laughs> so go there. Go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get one of these things, right? Yeah. And you can go to the Facebook group, which yeah. is Brisbane Hammers. Uh, Facebook group, yeah, just find us on Facebook under Brisbane Hammers, or you can go to the uh, forum at www.whu-au.com. And can I just say thanks for interviewing us, Simon? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, no worries. Uh, well, uh, back 10,000 miles away to the UK. Cheers. Thanks, Sean.
Um, Thank you, Sean. That was a good interview. <laughs> it was a funny interview. Hey, Thank you, Sean. back in the room. It was a funny interview, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, really I like the way that uh, he gets all the names, places wrong. In his defence, he was, you know, had 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 uh, two pints. Two pints. Yeah. Oh, well, and, I take been, and he was travelling around the world he at was. different time zones and things. Our Twitter question time. We're going to speed through the end of the podcast now as we are overrunning already. Mm. Uh, we have a question from Carnage74. He says, is it a coincidence that we've been, that since Papa Booby Diop's been injured, we've been terrible? I don't know. It depends how he plays in Sam's ideas. He was, he was quite effective, wasn't he? He was quite effective, but I, mean, I, I think it could possibly be more of a coincidence that since Nylon come back from his ban, we've been pretty shocking. And then he says, in fact, is it by coincidence that since we've let Freddie Piccion go, we've been rubbish? No. <laughs> uh, just me, that's, uh... And then I asked all our listeners, all six of them, <laughs> <laughs> will we still be able to go up automatically? Ian M W H U says, we can if Reading and Saints go into administration. Uh, optimism there. That would help. Yeah, uh, we've been really run select. <laughs> run select sends in a question. Says, <laughs> "Would you like me to be a cat?" Go on then. <laughs> Csat underscore whufc. That, um, that was in relation to that. What's the name? That politician who was on Celebrity Big Brother who just won the Respect Party vote. George oh, yeah. Galloway. That's it. Csat underscore <laughs> whufc says, "No, I don't believe we can go up anymore." The season started. If the season started seventeen eleven eleven, Reading would be seventeen points clear at the top. So if it started, I, then I they'd be clear. Like yeah, yeah, but they, they've done well. S. G. Smallman yeah, says, <laughs> "Do you think Reed is missing? Do you think Reed missing has cost West Ham some bad points since he's been injured?" He wasn't really. Yeah, I don't, I don't An know. Integral part, was Faye, it? We're really good at answering questions. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, but Faye, Faye and Tompkins have done well, haven't they? They, you know. Yeah. Faye, they, Faye's they, probably up there for player of the season at the moment. Oh, and he did give the penalty away, though. Yeah, I know. Mm. <laughs> Molesy underscore seventy six says, "Yes, we can still go up if results go away and Reading and Southampton slip up. Or let's hope they do." Yeah, that, and that's what's got to happen. Let's hope so. So. From the past week, two weeks now, no, three weeks maybe, the team have done their homework. Three, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. we've had one each. And you left Even yours to now, and I've left mine easiest. to the end on purpose, so it was nice and easy. Um, and I have predicted that West Ham will beat Barnsley two one on Friday. We will lose two one at home to Birmingham on Monday, beat Brighton at home, lose. What, no, beat Bristol away, beat Leicester away, and beat Hull away, and this will take a second. And I worked out Reading's results, and uh, they are third, eighty-five. So we're two points ahead. And you've done that on the predictor, BBC team. predictor, yeah. So and Southampton are flying, seven points clear at the top of the league. So there you go. Don't worry, everyone. We're going up second because yeah. I have said so, Georgia. We did say at the beginning of the podcast, didn't we, when we started doing this, that we would probably go up second and mm. it wouldn't be easy. It would be hard all the way through. And I think we got a little bit carried away when we hit the top of the table and thought we could stay there. Well, sure did. 
Predictions for Barnsley and Brum. 2-1, Barnsley. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, go 2-1. Yeah, might slip up against Birmingham. I don't know if I've had yeah. any influence on that decision, but... No, I think I think we beat Birmingham because I think they, there's an extra sort of desire from the top for them to win. So they've got that connection, ex- yeah, Birmingham maybe. connection, and they, I think they try and G them up a bit more. So, mm. quick. 2-1 uh, Barnsley, 1-0 Birmingham. I'm going to go with 1-1s. One what, 2-1-1s? Two 2-1-1s. One one two one two one two, two one ones. Two one ones. Okay. Why not? And you know I'm win and a loss. Uh, thank you for listening. Liz, listening. Listening. Thank well you done, to more than just a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Here from Deutschland. Hello, hello to Sean who will probably listen to this later. Yeah, he will be listening. Enjoying his disco. Hey. Hope you enjoyed the hey. disco, hey. Sean. He's a cool dude hey. in the corner. Thank you for listening to more than just a podcast. podcast. Sorry we ran over a bit again. But I'm sure you're loving it. See you next week. Oh, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Bobby Moore. Just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.